Howdy! Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Uh, Brian Grimm is away. Filling in is the Segundo. Okay, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing is creating an echo. Sorry, so sorry. What is the matter with you? You know what? Everything was great until you screamed in my ear. And then he started touching. I'm just, let me see what happened. Okay. Okay, we're good to go. Well, I've heard that before. And I don't, and, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not screaming. But this time I'm really, I really mean it. Oh, we're good to go. <laughs> <sighs> hey, at least Howdy, welcome getting- to the <laughs> Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Brian Grimm is away. Filling in is Jared Reiser, the Segundo, who ruins everything. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here and ruin everything. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Brian... Uh, Brian is away. Jerry, do you want to guess where he is? Denver? <laughs> well, uh, they've reopened uh, Disney. Oh, Dave and D- Buster's? D- Dis- <laughs> Disney World uh, for out of, out of state guests again. No and, way. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, it's it's a it's a well-known fact that the Grimm family love Disney. Really? Oh. I haven't been in 50 years, I think. Uh, that's about right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I could go to Rome and see the Colosseum. Uh, I could go to Cambodia and see Angkor Wat. Or I could go to the happiest place on earth. Congratulations, you idiot. <laughs> You're going to Disney World. Hey, you know, I think you you have as well. When I went to actually see the Coliseum, it was a little disappointing in that it was very disturbing when they start telling you how people were treated there. So I was kind of ready to get out once they started talking about. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah kind of sad so <clears throat> but anyways <laughs> when uh when were you in when did you go to italy oh uh, well, that was i think 2016 when we went and we you know hit the the places people usually do when, when it's our first time like venice florence and rome so we did all three it was about a two-week trip nice yeah. Um, I mean, uh, okay. So, so even if you stayed on, like, you know, did did like mainline tourist stuff. I mean, was it? Was it? I mean, I mean, tell me about it. You know, it wasn't. <clears throat> you mean like, how did we cram that all in? No, was it cool? Did you have a good time? I've heard the yeah. Italians are awesome because they don't take anything too seriously. I mean, you know, they'll make you crazy if you expect the trains to run on time. 
but if you know you just want to like zip around on a vespa and dig dig life you know the italians are yeah. pretty good at that um you know the, the his you know the that. art and stuff yeah we, we we saw a lot of art especially in florence got to get, get up close to the statue of david that was pretty awesome i have a great story about that so we're at the louvre i'd love to hear it <laughs> we're at the louvre museum uh we, you know i don't know we we were i mean we were just kids i mean i don't know we we're I mean, we were married, but like in our earlier mid twenties, mid twenties, and uh, I mean, I mean, well, I, I mean, Mrs. Wigger was old enough to know better, but so we're at the Louvre in Paris, and like, she goes up to one of the one of the people working there, you know, and says, "Excuse me, where's the David?" And the guy goes, "Italy." <laughs> oh that's good that's good right that's good um i heard you I had was to up pay, there you had to pay extra to be in to be in that room did you have to pay extra to get in in the room with the david yeah i i can't remember i, I don't remember it being too expensive but <clears throat> yeah we wanted to be able to See a few piasters especially <laughs> you know that's in italy the the girl making that <laughs> statement that's right up there with chris pratt and parks and rec when he goes to the grand canyon and asks hey where are the faces of the the president <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it, it, italy italy was really awesome and the people were definitely my my favorite part seriously seriously the the art the art was the art was awesome you know the scenery great it's beautiful the wine is good and plentiful but yeah the people there are the people are a lot of (laughs) the people are a lot of fun you know they just seem so happy and i don't know if they're you know maybe they're putting that on for the tourists but just singing and dancing and entertaining nonstop. Were you like at a pioneer village or something? I mean, it didn't matter where we were. You know, we sat down to eat. It's like 10 guys swarm around you with, you know, instruments and they start singing and asking for requests and. And piasters. (laughs) What did you call me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So (laughs) Lyra, Lyra. The money in, in Italy is the lira. But um, when in doubt, figure that there's the, the, the sense part of another culture's um, uh, of another culture's money is called a piaster. Okay. Okay. I just think it's a funny word too. I do too. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I, before you explained it, I was going to ask you I, I thought there was no swearing on the podcast <laughs> uh well i've got an evergreen with elena and uh, she she kept getting she kept getting kind of salty I, I listened to that one that was funny well just the the jeff and elena version hasn't aired yet um, oh okay yeah so <laughs> um but it does have a title uh it's uh elena is paid by the interruptions 
So like, I mean, people who think that I talk too much and don't listen to the podcast because it's too much of me, oh, you're going to love this one because I couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed those ones with the, you know, the book club, the book club ones? thing. Yeah. 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 Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get off the dime and, and get the third one. Um, we're reading um, Kurt Vonnegut's book, Blue Beard. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tears has already read it and she didn't really like it. And so we need to sell it to her. And, you know, Brian's out being a master of the universe, you know, blah, 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 working for real money or whatever. Must so be nice. must be nice. All right. So you, are you, are you in um, uh, the Mueller chalet? This you, is our place. You got, you got your own place. Yeah. We so, got an apartment. Yeah, so um, listen, uh, you were a vital cog in the early uh, turnings of Managing Expectations, the podcast, uh, the Managing Expectations podcast. And um, uh, and then uh, you up and moved, uh, fulfilled your lifelong dream by moving to Colorado where you'll never have to be hot again. <laughs> actually it was pretty hot yesterday <laughs> oh was it what was it it was like 70 i mean it was <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what you you probably remember this the difference here and i think this is what makes emily happy is you know in, in gunnison we're at almost eight thousand. okay feet do you want people knowing where you live i mean do you I want weirdos care. tracking you down yeah, I, I love my fans, Jeff. My fans. <laughs> you say hi to them at the uh, city market. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I'm the Jared, guy with the sign. Really enjoyed you on the podcast. I'm the guy by the stop sign with the sign saying, I'll tell you know, anything helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're 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 in the high countries, as they call it. Yeah, in the so you feel the sun here a lot differently than you do, you know, you like do. Where, where you are. You so do. that you don't have the humidity. Where I am. Uh, I've made no secret about making my home in North Dallas. Okay. So, well, just to, you, you were making a big deal about me revealing where I live. I didn't want to. Well, you, you know, and we, it sounded <laughs> like you're about to give your address and social security number. So if you'd like to send me fan mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you feel the sun here. You know, there were times where we were going on walks in the snow up by the cabin. And it was, I don't know, high of like 38. And even Emily and I are in a t-shirt. And Emily hates the cold, but the sun is powerful up here you you feel the sun yeah you're a mile so, yeah you're over a mile closer to it bud <laughs> so that's what so when i say it's it feels hot at 70 if there's no clouds out it is tearing up the skin it's it's pretty hot <laughs> well so so what's your what's your spf of choice so i'm not are you going are, are you going with 30 or do you or 50 100 no joke using SPF oh, for, 100. For heaven's sake. You've seen my six head. I need I need as much as I can get. 
<laughs> is that why you're growing your hair out? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grow it at least six inches and start combing it forward. <laughs> by the way, which by the way was the was the Herman's Hermits look. I I, yeah. I was swinging the other day. I yeah. A, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> um uh okay so uh so are you in town are you outside of town so yeah right right in the little uh down like pretty close to the downtown area um do you remember where the walmart is in the grocery store they're kind of like side by side oh yeah so there's um several apartment complexes uh behind not far behind Walmart and like the hospital. Oh, okay. So yeah, pretty, yeah, we're, we're close to, a lot closer to everything, you know, closer than we were when we were at the cabin. Okay. Which is nice. Yeah, no. Which I is nice because so. now, now, now work is like a one minute drive, you know, from our apartment. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, there's a college there. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how... Uh, the college has um, coped with uh, things during the pandemic year. Have they been locked down? Have there been students there? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Well, you know, maybe when we first moved up here, there there might have been. But when we got into our apartment in uh, in March, um, yeah, everybody. You could see all. You could see all the kids. You know, riding bikes to the college and skateboards whatever anybody wearing masks up there oh yeah yeah um you gotta wear you still have to wear uh masks in most places i think there's a few places that are like uh it's up to you kind of thing okay i mean we we, we still wear them did you get the jab not yet so unbelievable well i'm just i'm scared of the microchips you know, oh, come on. Don't even joke like that. Come okay, on. So I do have a good reason. It, I, you know, I was going to go, I wanted to go Emily and I together to get, you know, get the shots taken care of, but Emily had something that she needed to get checked out. Okay. Whoa, whoa, sure. whoa. Okay. We don't, so, not too much information. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go any further than that. It, it was a, it was a fairly serious thing. So it, it was, it, Okay. It was serious enough, you know, to okay. buddy, take it easy. Whoa. She was dying. <laughs> it turns out, it turns out that 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 toenail was really ingrown. Uh, <laughs> it was an ingrown hair, right? All right, so you're <laughs> well, so I'm completely vaccinated, so there are places I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Um, and I still carry a mask. I still carry a Mrs. Winger.com mask. Um, because if I make somebody uncomfortable, I'm happy to put it on. But the fact of the matter is, um, my friend Dave, who is um, by a magnitude smarter than I am, says that, I mean, yeah, you could get it, but it's pretty astronomical, you know, to... Um, because the vaccine is very effective and I'm not worried about a microchip and I'm not worried about 
my testes shriveling like raisins. <laughs> no, the the roids do that. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you notice how beefy I've been. What would what? put a shirt on, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> just rewatch date night. I just rewatched date night. <laughs> that that scene is it's so funny when when Steve Carell of God <laughs> put on a shirt. Well, the first time he meets him, he's like, "Okay, well, you shirt it up, and uh, we'll just we'll 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 look at that." <laughs> and Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot's for all I know, that was like her first role in an American production. Yeah, she's she's a tall glass of, of water, and um, um, but did uh. And she says, they look so old and weak. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> goes, Steve Carell looks at Tina Fey and says, that was nice of her to ask if we wanted to have sex with them. <laughs> Very polite. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what... What was it that Cartman was was uh, drinking? And he's like, it was like Mega Mass 3000 or something. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm so buff. <laughs> you, you know what? I, re I remember that episode, but yeah, I can't remember exactly. He started he wearing it. like I, a tank top and he just kept getting fatter and fatter. You, there's So a lot of these shows like South Park, you know, Family Guy, all these cartoons, they'll They've even joked that a lot of the things they've done, the Simpsons already did. Okay. So, you know, you know. So, so I think South Park even has an episode that's called "The Simpsons Did It." So every time <laughs> they do something, somebody's like, "Simpsons really? did it! Simpsons did it!" But yeah, anyways, there, there's a great Simpsons where Homer purposely tries to gain weight so he can get on disability and work from home. Oh, I've heard somebody talking about that. And yeah, so so he's he's taking in everything he can, and he goes to one of those you know like a GNC where he can buy the weight gainer. And the guy looks at Homer, and Homer's already gained some weight. And he goes, "Whoa, lucky for you, this stuff doesn't work." <laughs> <laughs> so Homer, weeks of just gorging, he gets on the scale, and the he was like at two eighty, but it went back to two sixty five. And he's like, "What the heck happened?" And Bart's like, "Dad, Talbar." belly's hanging on the towel bar <laughs> pulls it off and it goes over 300 <laughs> yeah, good for him <laughs> um uh okay so do you got any other italy stories well you know maybe we could talk about italy again but i i was you know because you you were wanting to hear a little bit about gunnison i well, actually have a yeah yeah go ahead okay yeah um, let's it, not talk about funny... where you've been let's talk about where you are now because that's what we wanted we want to know how jared is now how is the segundo right now <laughs> i didn't mean that no well I, yeah. i'm asking <laughs> uh do, doing really good um as you know it's it's beautiful here and and the trails and the hikes yeah, are like endless be. yeah it's all right <laughs> yeah i'll have to send you some pictures but you know, through, through friends, we just keep finding more and more places to go, different 
you know, different views. It, it you know, it's been, it's been great. You did um, send me a, a, a photo of like, a, was it a, a lake? A lake. Yeah, that was, you, you, you sent me that photo to uh, rub my nose in it that I don't live there. And um, it totally worked. <laughs> that was pretty stunningly beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's so cool. It, you know, and, you know, we, we've got, you know, some of our favorite places to go, but then, you know, again, we'll hear from our friends, have you been here yet? And so we'll go, so we've, we've checked out a few new places. So like hiking and stuff? Uh, both, both walking, hiking, different levels of hiking. There's some that are, that are pretty tough. And it, I was I was actually going to mention one in particular because this is this is actually a funny story. Do, do you use ropes? No, 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 not that kind of. <laughs> you don't use. But it's cramp, cramp, crampons. It's it's <laughs> steep enough to where every ten minutes you're having to stop and. <laughs> uh, okay, well, if that's been your experience, then this would be called unpassable for me. So that that's another. If I were to complain about anything, and I'm I'm over this now, I don't have a lot to complain about here. Really like it here, but the elevation at first does make it pretty difficult. You know, wait, how long have you been up there? So, we've been up here since December. Okay. And we we've had ones tell us that you know everybody's different. It takes sometimes a couple months, even to six months, till you get acclimated. But he, even when we would walk up stairs, you know, Emily and I, we're, we're in decent shape, you know? Oh, sure. No, you're, we get yeah. up to the, you're, I mean, you're not, okay. You know what? You're probably stronger than Brian because of your work, but um, you're not as, you're probably not as fit as Brian. Bri Bri Brian is probably cardio, but what, you know, I, I would, it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, He's got kind a like a, it's kind of like a Hulk Thor thing where like, um, like he's probably better at cardio, but you're probably you could probably bench more. Probably. Yeah, I think Brian's increasingly <laughs> no offense to become... Brian, but I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brian starts his morning reading the Wall Street Journal on his stationary bike. Uh... <laughs> Oops, stocks are up. <laughs> All that money invested in Dogecoin. So. You know, he made a hundred bucks on Dogecoin. I I heard that. Did, did you by any chance see the weekend update where they had Elon Musk on and where they're asking him to explain Dogecoin? Yeah, and he explained it and then he said, Yeah, it's a hustle. Like so they no no. They just kept going, okay, so what is Dogecoin? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't understand crypto. Me I mean, I, I I don't I don't know anyone. Yeah, I, I mean, young people think they understand it, but no, I don't get Nobody, it. Nobody, even even I Elon doesn't understand. I don't it. understand why. Um, okay, okay. So when when economists talk about a fiat currency, um, they're saying it's worth. This is worth a dollar. This is worth a dollar because we say it's worth a dollar, yeah. and and uh, because it used to be like. For every dollar um, that the Americans had, it was backed up by a dollar's worth of gold 
And so when the price of gold would go up, the dollar was worth more and, and so, or they could afford to print more. Anyway, um, they came off of that and it became a fiat currency. And while I'm sure that there are uh, details among economists, the fact of the matter is um, it's just worth what they say it's worth. And so um, now that's what they're doing with like Bitcoin and you know Ether, I think. Dogecoin, as, as we've discussed previously, did start as a joke. Yeah. I mean, and like all the young, all the young guys where I work, uh, they all got excited about that. And if I'd have had any sense at all, I'd have dumped. Well, here's here's what. So I'm not going to dump my Dogecoin because why would I? I have 166 Doge coins that I that I bought for seven dollars and like eighty three cents, seven eighty three, and it's worth I don't know. It's like I don't know what it's worth right now. It's worth hundred bucks or something. And uh, for $7.83, I can, I can hold on to it and see if it becomes something serious, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any Dogecoin? No, I mean, I, I do have a little invested in some other things. Okay. Well, I'm not trying to get in your business. I'm just saying. But yeah. We're just talking the Doge. <laughs> So anyway, but anyways. So anyway, yeah, your cardio is isn't isn't Brian Grimm level. <laughs> I don't know. I have run a marathon. <laughs> uh, um, uh, hey. my okay. Let's be clear. My Doge is only worth fifty dollars right now. <laughs> get the get the Doge out of here. <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, you found a couple of hikes, especially strenuous. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and just start with this one, just in, in case you know eventually we run out of time because this is kind of funny. Um, Kenny, Ken, so Kenny and I—that's your brother-in-law, my brother-in-law—who's the uh, uh, only son he, of the most real man we've ever known. I was going to joke. He owns Gunnison County. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, we, we were doing a job together and Emily and Janelle, Janelle is my sister. The the girls decide to go. Okay, you know, you know this Her isn't social fam security number this, is this isn't family tree day. What okay, she was born in just take it easy. Okay, so anyways, the girls wanted to go on a hike. And Janelle is like, Oh, hey, there's this place right by the cabin. It's called Doctor's Park. Uh, we could go do that while the guys are working and then we'll come back and have dinner. So they start on this hike and they bring their, they bring the dog, their dog, Ozzy with them. Um, Who's like a labradoodle. <laughs> I, I thought you had said you've seen uh, videos of this dog. He's a, he's a uh, Airedale terrier. Oh, I did see something jumping through the snow. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, he Probably. Yeah, probably a Labradoodle wasn't expensive enough, so they went with the Airedale. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They go they go big. That's what I love about them. <laughs> so, and so, you know, you mentioning the snow thing, that actually plays a part in the story because he, I don't know if all Airedales are like this, but he loves the cold. It doesn't matter if it's 20 below, he will go out there and just lay on the ice and the snow. That's That's cute. 
But the second it gets like 50 degrees, he is under a tree. <sighs> That's pathetic. <laughs> so when they went on this hike, it was this was this was they a hike last dog. This was last summer. So <laughs> it, it was it was warm. And so they go on this hike and Janelle is like, so you, or Emily is like, so Janelle, you've been on this hike before? Oh, no, no, this is my first time. She goes like, do you know how far it is? Oh, I don't think it's, I think it might be like six or seven miles and it loops back to the street, you know, that leads you back to the cabin. That's how close it is. You can almost do like a circle from the cabin through this park and back. So anyways. Walking six miles for, for no reason. Jeff, we, we do this almost every day. Emily and I probably walk six miles every day. No joke. Oh, that's fine. Okay, for health, <laughs> I guess. I mean, well, I... It's, it's not just that, but this this park where they're walking, it is really pretty. It's it's beautiful. All right. All right, go on. So they're just enjoying a hike together, enjoying a walk. And it is, it's not a flat trail. So there's, I mean, there's some I'm steep just, incline was, here and there. Okay. So I want to say four or five miles go by and they don't see any sign of it coming close to another road, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Emily is the only one who keeps going, um, do you think maybe we should turn around? And she was like, no, 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 I think it's just a little further. They hit mile seven and then they start seeing some bikers coming back towards them, going back down the hill. They stop one of them and ask, hey, do you guys know if this goes around and runs into the road anytime soon? And, you know, these idiots, they're just like, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it goes around and hits into another road. They're like, okay. Mile nine. Not, they see nothing. They're, they're in the middle of nowhere. No phone signal. But they eventually get to a spot where Emily's got like a bar. And she texts me right away. She's like, Jared, we are lost. We don't know where we're going. Janelle keeps thinking that it's just around the corner. <laughs> and I'm like, send me your location. So she had enough signal to send me the location. Kenny and I are coming back, you know, coming back from a hard day's work. We're ready for, we're ready for dinner. <laughs> we're ready for a beer. And our wives are lost in the wilderness, you know, somewhere. So I'm like, I've got their location, Kenny. You want to see if we can get them? So we drive up to the location and we're like, okay, this is, <laughs> we drove to the location and we're like, okay, we're How here. How are you able to drive there? Can you drive on the, on the trail? So the road that the cabin's on, this trail does eventually run into that road. So we, we go up the road and right when we're like parallel with their location, yeah, there's a mountain right there. They're on the other side of the mountain. So Kenny's like, I know where Kenny was familiar with it. He goes, I know where it runs into the road. So we go up there, we start going off road and this is insane off road. Like even for Kenny's truck. It's <laughs> and we're just for, like, this for, is for our listeners who are trying to get a grasp <laughs> of how well equipped Kenny Wayne is. Um, I would direct you to um, uh, like a, a James Bond movie, uh, like you know, he, he, like you know, you would think that Kenny Wayne is like outfitted by like a redneck Q, but not not Q anon, but like Q quartermaster Q. Um, okay, so 
Well, so is Kenny still driving like a dually? No, he, he doesn't drive a dually, but he's got a big, you know, Ford uh, F-250. Uh, 250, of course. Yeah, it's a 250. He's, he was like, I don't know if I need the 350 anymore. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's simplifying his life. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so, so you guys start knocking down trees as, as you... Believe it or not, there is a road for like, I, I think Jeeps go up. Yeah, yeah. Roads and, you know. Stuff yeah. like that. So, so did, while he bring, truck, did, he bring, did he bring the side view mirrors in? He's <laughs> hitting all the trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, so like I said, th this is some pretty, I mean, this is some hilly stuff. And there are times where I'm like, we're going to get, we're going to get stuck trying to find him. Or flip. But it, it's, so there is a road, it's, it's wide enough for vehicles to drive on if you've got something like a Jeep or a, big time four by four truck right right so we drive jeff for like six seven miles and we still don't see him they have no more signal we're we're kind of freaking out we're like this isn't good you know and, and the thing is is like ozzy is he's a baby at this point he was he was a baby you know he wasn't very big yet i don't think if, if an if a wild animal came out he'd be gone <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, your sister um, could be like an MMA cage fighter. <laughs> you know what? She'll take that as a compliment off the top. I know she will. I know she will. <laughs> and then she'll kick your butt for like, you know, comparing uh, her to a. <laughs> well, look, I think I've, I've showed remarkable restraint about, you know, uh, about her thinking that yeah i think we're just just around the corner just around the corner yeah. it's gonna loop right it's, back yeah it's too funny and i think they only had like one bottle of water to share the whole time and it's getting pretty warm out you know it was like i said this was summer so okay okay so you you, you drove what'd you say seven miles you're in seven we drove miles? like yeah close it was like somewhere around yeah six seven miles and it, you know, we're, we, I felt like we were driving forever because we have to drive kind of slow. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so we're half, you know, terrified and frustrated. And then the other half of us were like, so if we can't find them, should we start looking for some old rich widows? <laughs> when we get back. <laughs> well, anyways. We we yeah. eventually get you know if you think about it they've had a pretty good life. <laughs> I know. So we we eventually get to this this it's a perfect spot like we're up we start getting pretty high you know we're we're climbing elevation. Oh, big I, time. I bet you were Panama red. I get out and I just start yelling both of their names Emily Janelle and it's echoing and echoing and I did that for a few minutes. And all of a sudden we heard a voice and we could eventually see them coming, coming around, coming up to the truck. And so, you know, Kenny, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm kind of laughing a little more about it. Kenny is a little frustrated. He's, you know, he's a you little upset. To say he got, he, he, he was irritated and frustrated at his wife. Hey, cause in this situation, the thing is, because by the Kenny, way, <laughs> I'll tell you what, because here's, here's, here's the deal. I would have, I would have combed the mountainside to find Mrs. Winger just to be a total 
jerk about finding her. <laughs> I would have, I would have left no stone unturned in search of the woman I love, just so I could be a complete horse's ass uh, when I when I finally found her. I'm so happy you're alive, idiot! <laughs> Don't you ever! Oh, I'm sorry, Jared. I hope that wasn't too loud for you with your, with your my freaking ears, your Emerson <laughs> air, noise canceling earbuds. Like I said, there's some Japanese name you can't pronounce. But anyways, Mr. Kobayashi. So we find the girls, and so when the, you know they have, they're using their their watches to track how long they've been going. They had walked over 13 miles. Uh, before we had found them. So pretty much a, ha a half marathon they, they hiked until we found them. And then from the point we picked them up back home, it was like 22 to 23 miles. That's let, so if they had done the full loop, that's how long they would have had to walk till they get home. So eventually I looked this park up on the website, like, you know, Gunnison's website of... Uh, of, of parks and this one's called of the parks and hikes and it says the first thing is the first thing it says about doctor's park is like are you looking for a challenge <laughs> are you are you looking try, to kill your wife <laughs> do you want to die <laughs> would you would you like to make your your wife's untimely demise look like an accident <laughs> we've got just a spot for you <laughs> Do you want to walk till you can't feel your legs anymore? <laughs> it was. They're like, and so it says specifically on there: try Doctor's uh, Park, nineteen mile hike. So, I know. I uh, just so, yeah yeah. So let's see. Do you want to take? Uh, let's see. We could. Okay, we're at a fork. If we go this way, it's called the uh, Blister Buster uh, uh, path, uh, or. Or we could, or we could, or we could take the tendon rupturer uh, if we go if we go this way. Yeah. Um, we look back would, and laugh what now. Been, what would have been great is like if that had been met with a bear, and uh, Janelle could have thrown your wife at her uh, to save the dog. At the or I was going to say Janelle comes around the corner with bear skin around her back <laughs> <laughs> she's like ever since kenny and i watched that educational film the edge <laughs> i've watched naked afraid i can do this <laughs> yeah so right now it's bear season so we've been kind of told that you know, when you take your trash out, it make sure you make sure you do it during the day. Don't just, wait till eleven o'clock midnight. Because <laughs> the bears come down when there's less human activity. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll have to worry about it over by the apartments, but some of our friends who live like in the trailer parks on the other side of the highway, um, they say they see them all the time. You know, coming and digging through their trash and. Um, we Emily and I saw our first mountain lion up by the cabin. Now, see, a bear is cool. kind of sensible, but a mountain lion's crazy, right? I mean, like a mountain lion will will have a go, right? 
Yeah. They say here that they're more, you know, I hate hearing this. Oh, they're more afraid of you <laughs> than you are of them. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. That, that this, would make them pretty afraid. The pee state of my jeans proves it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not only did we see a mountain lion, but just a month or two ago, one of Kenny's neighbors on his street we're kind of telling all the neighbors just to be careful. There is a mountain lion nearby. It had uh, gotten a hold of their dog and almost took almost took off with their dog, but they ran out. They ran outside and scared it off. What kind of a dog can't can't fend for himself? Right. <laughs> Most people. Uh, there's there's a few big dogs, but it's kind of weird here. There's quite a few dogs that are like less than 50, 60 pounds you know, and I think it was a small dog. Yeah, that's an appetizer. You know, uh, Ron Swanson said any dog under 50 pounds is a cat. <laughs> you know, so it's going to have to be a pretty big dog to be able to fend off the, you know, because Mount, a they, mountain they, they lion say, goes, what, is it 100 pounds? So they said, because, you know, females, that, I mean, that it hurts you. Females are like low hundreds, and then the males can get over two hundred. So that seriously, I mean, seriously, yeah. If they, if it's a full grown male, they can get up to two hundred, a little more. So yeah, imagine. Not not many dogs are going to stand it. It's going to have to take several dogs, you know, to to scare it off. Sure. And it's not going to be afraid of one. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't. I. You know, I was, you know, so like when, when I take my dog to the vet, so my dog's like, what is she? She's like, I don't know. She's being getting a little chunky. She's a little chubby right now. So she's probably like 75 pounds. And um, she's a dog, Jeff, not deaf. <laughs> she's a little chubby. She's not Jennifer Aniston chubby. Ooh. Ooh la la. Um, that's a story that um, I heard um, what a podcast that I listened to. A guy um, is a writer and producer in, in Hollywood. And he, he overheard at a restaurant somebody talking about an actress and say, well, she's fat, but she's not Jennifer Aniston fat. Like, <laughs> if you've ever seen a picture of Jennifer Aniston, I mean, like, <laughs> right? I mean, this That's is like the dumbest the level, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, this is like the level of shallow in... Uh, in Hollywood, anyway, my yeah, you know, but, but but you know they're like, well, uh, they treat my dog with care because she does get nervous at the vet, and while she's not really a biter, uh, she could be. Uh, a, she's got the potentials, the potential. Mm -hmm. uh, she has uh, all the equipment that she needs, like a mouth with teeth. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so. So uh, anyway, um, you know, it's just, it's just funny. And on the other thing is, you, you remember my two labs, right? And how I tried oh, to, yeah. I, I don't know if Hugo, I ever told you about the Horatio? time. Hugo and Horatio. Yeah, they were good boys. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. this. I like this. I like my dog now. She's fine. But she's not a, she's not a shade to Hugo and Horatio. Yeah, they were cool. Uh, yeah, they were great. So, um, but they got in a fight and I tried to break it up and I couldn't do it. Hugo and Horatio did? Yeah, they got in a bad fight. And it was kind really? of my fault. Yeah, yeah. Horatio had this weird thing. 
like he didn't like to get picked up and i don't remember why exactly but like i picked him up and like moved him someplace and carried him someplace and like it, it was weird it was like it was like he knew he couldn't get mad at me but he got really mad at his brother like wow. i don't know it's like some some sort of like weird thing and the two of them took out after each other and it was i, I should have just let him fight it out because um <sighs> trying to get in between these two dogs. They were some I, big dogs too. Probably my, yeah, well, I don't know, 85 pounds-ish. I, I think that's bigger than medium, medium size. I think it's a pretty big dog. It's a smaller, large dog, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know, a, a Mueller story. So uh, that time that um, we went out to uh, Kenny's dad's place to ride horses julian with likes to ride horses when she can um and we were riding around i can't i don't remember if i rode a horse i mean i was like out away from the barn so i must have done something you know unlike unlike you i don't like to walk for no reason i mean is there like something out there for me to do see it's just and by the way by the way not to get too far away from your uh, the story about almost losing your wife and sister and the Airedale. Uh, but uh, you just confirmed everything I've ever thought about A, hiking or walking, and B, nature. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, if you do it, if you, if you decide to go on a hike, don't go with Janelle. Go with Kenny. Well, the chances of that happening are pretty slim anyway, <laughs> since your sister hates me and always has. That's not true. Okay. So, um, so, so uh, we took the boys, we took the dogs uh, to uh, Ken Sr.'s acreage and, and uh, riding. I remember this. Do you remember this? Were you there? Yeah. Or did you just hear about no, it? No, no, no. You've told me this story before. Yeah, and so Hugo got kicked in the head by the horse. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, fortunately, Hugo's skull was like about five inches thick <laughs> on all sides. <laughs> he had a big head, and uh, Julian thought that it'd kill him, and he just kind of it, it like rung his bell, and he's like back after it. But that was that that afternoon. Um, a horse actually threw Julian off. I was glad Ken was there because oh, I don't when wouldn't she yeah. be? Because because Ken Mueller was a man among men, and um, you know, um, you know they got the horse settled down and they got Julene. We put Julene back on it and she sat there for a minute. She's like, you know, because it's important to get back on the horse. Literally, I mean, there's a. I don't know if you ever heard that expression. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, I because I think I think that the last thing you do with with a horse is get thrown off and break a rib. Um, that sticks with you a while. So uh -huh. you get back on it, and it's like, okay, I'm still the boss. Now get me off this damn thing. I was gonna say, Julie's not any woman though. <laughs> no, she's not. She's the Ken Mueller of women. Yeah, she's she's a tough one. <laughs> um, yeah, she's yeah, she's she's really quite something. So, so when when Hugo got kicked in the head, did you think of renaming him to that character you were talking about from Game of Thrones? 
<laughs> you said oh, one Hodor. of the one Hodor. of the girls on the podcast. Hodor. Hodor. Yeah. Hugo, no. from this day forth. <laughs> I still. I, I just. Yeah. He's lovable. They said. Yeah. He's lovable. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> He's like a jowly guy that got kicked in the head by a horse or something. Yeah. I I had never. Yeah. I don't really know anything about the show, but yeah, I, I immediately looked that character up after I heard that episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i don't i don't know anything about it either it doesn't really seem like my bag um but some of the cult cultural touchstones um are um you know you know i mean you know if somebody says mother of dragons oh which would be a nice nickname for your sister <laughs> oh, this sounds like a show with a lot of nudity. <laughs> no, no, but but Mother of Dragons doesn't doesn't play. Um, I know. He, what was the other thing? That, that um, would catch my brother-in-law's attention. <laughs> so I have to. I have to. Uh, so I'm going to clean this up a little bit. But Ian McShane um, is uh, is kind of a. I mean, he's older now. I mean, he had some sort of career, uh, but I think he really became well-known to American audiences as one of the guys in uh, Deadwood, the HBO show, which I didn't watch okay. because I didn't think it would make me feel happier about life. So- um, And HBO's expensive. <laughs> it sure is the world is. Uh, Maybe we could watch it at Brian's house. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Brian's super rich. <laughs> Kenny could buy and sell Brian like 10 times, which means he could buy and sell me a thousand times. I'm rich too, Jeff. Hey, do you got change for a button? <laughs> <laughs> I got Sorry, a Jolly Rancher and a and a wad of lint. Yeah, you like lint. <laughs> um, uh, so Ian McShane was in like a, like a two ep two episodes of uh, uh, Game of Thrones, and um, uh, apparently, so they were filmed and like you know because of because of like the fans of of Game of Thrones. And, uh, you know, like, these are like people who like read everything there is to read about it on the internet, but then get mad if there's a spoiler. So Ian McShane in an interview had said something about something. It was like, he gave some sort of spoiler and people are like flipping out. And he's like, what? It's a story about, he's like, it's a show about tots and dragons. Only he didn't say tots. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say dragons. Uh, I don't get it. Okay. Just I'll text you later. Just kidding. I'll text you later. Can you draw me a picture? <laughs> well, Brian, as a matter of fact, I have a art book right here. <laughs> did you just call me Brian? No, Jared. Of course I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what, Brian? Brian will appreciate that. He'll know that you miss him. <laughs> no, I'm just running on impulse power. So uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So any other? Okay. So you dig in the natural beauty. Um, you, you're working. You're you're in town. Uh, mm -hmm. You you've you were up there for part of last winter. Were you down here? Okay, so the Great Texas Freeze of 2021, were you down here for that? Uh, no. No, yeah, we were checking up you. on everybody. I, that was that was crazy. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, and not just that, Jeff, what about that accident? That like 100 plus car pileup on the I-35 express, Expressway, remember that? In Fort Expressway. That was a bigger deal to me than you guys have, you know, having to go without heat for a while. <laughs> I think I was just glad nobody I knew was in that wreck. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've never been in any sort of thing like that. I mean, I mean, just like, <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, you can see how it happened, especially how people drive in Texas, which is, you know, as I said at the time, in the elements, they either drive too fast or too slow. Um, and, um, but, you know, you hit one thing and then you slide into something else. And yeah, next thing you know, you got a, you got a pachinko machine, you know, bouncing little ball bearings all over. And I think it was, I thought it was I-30. I, I could be, you know what, I could be wrong. I thought, I don't know why I thought it was the expressway on 35. But I, I saw some videos of it and it's just like, oh man, you see semis just not being able to slow down. Yeah, it's bad. You know, and they're yeah. just full speed, yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah, back to well, the, what, well, I mean, that, was okay, it hard, well, okay, was it hard so for anyway, you guys? So, so because, because your, your spot in Colorado is um, always the icebox of Colorado and it's frequently the icebox of the country. Did you know that? When you moved up there? Well, so here, here's the thing that we've noticed, and all, and a lot of the friends have told us, told us this as well, and we, and we, we've experienced it. Where Emily and I are in town, yes, it gets cold, but it is amazing the difference when you leave Gunnison, or you leave the little town here, and you go to where Kenny and Janelle are. It's, it's unbelievable the difference. It's colder. They're, they're a little higher up. They don't get as much sun. They get more snow too than over here. Seriously. And um, oh yeah, there'd be times where they're like, "Hey, is it snowing?" Yeah, I want to Google like, Earth. Why don't you just give me the address real quick? <laughs> Google Earth is still a thing, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, I mean, I mean, like Google Street View is what I meant to do. Say. So you you got gut you got the little town of Gunnison and then you've got Almont and then you go to Crested Butte and it's it's like it just keeps getting colder and more snow as you start heading that direction. And they told so, you that, so nobody nobody except me's told you the truth that Gunnison is actually the icebox of the nation. Well, these are these are people who have been living here for 30 plus years. Yeah. You know? But they want you to they're, they're, stay there and add to the tax base so that They they're real men. <laughs> so I got a friend here. I got a friend here, Jeff, who says, you know, when anybody is, especially when people are complaining about the cold, you know, we, they start talking about, oh, it's, 
it's zero degrees today. And then it looks like next week it's going to get 20 below zero. And this one guy, he says this every time he goes, once it gets below zero, it all feels the same. It's true. It's true. It doesn't matter if it's 20 below or 100 below. It all but I kind of feel that way about 90 degrees here. Mm -mm. Oh, yes. The difference between 90 and 100. Oh, well, no, that's true. Yeah. Because because in the fall, when it like like in September, when it cools down to like 92, it's like, <laughs> it's so nice. It's so nice today. <laughs> That is that is like the same joke I make up here with with others. It's like, yeah, once it hits uh, September, October, then it's finally in the low nineties. <laughs> well, dude, that's true. That's not a I joke. Know it's, that's not a joke. That's reporting. You're like coming to you live. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> <laughs> this, this just into the news desk. Jared is sweating his. <laughs> Jared is sweating his butt off. <laughs> yeah. That is a thing that has, you know, always frustrated me about Texas is there's only two seasons. You got summer and one week of winter. <laughs> I take it back. You get about a month of winter. Sometimes maybe two. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta, I mean. Uh, but I like seeing all the, I like seeing spring and fall. <laughs> okay. You remember those things, Texas? <laughs> You remember those things called spring and fall? Okay. All right. That's fine. There's there's lots of Colorado to go around. So <laughs> so you sold your house down here, right? Yep. Did you do okay? Okay, so this is this is crazy. And again, I'm not trying to I, get in your business. You don't have to tell. No. Our our vast I made five million dollars. I blew it all on Dogecoin. <laughs> Now I owe, now I owe Dogecoin two million. No. <laughs> so our house, Jeff, sold in less than twenty-four hours. Did you get over your asking price? Yes. Okay. A lot over the asking price. All so, right. A lot. <laughs> so much. One. So much. So this was insane. Once it was ready. Once we met with the realtor, and we're like, all right, let's do this. Within, you know, I say 24, let's, it was more like 48, like it, in less than two days, almost, I think it was 40 to 50 people came to see the home and there were cars lined out the front door, taking turns to come in and see the house. It was insane. Yeah. And the whole time Emily and I are worried, like, well, what if it doesn't sell? You know, gosh, I hope it sells. <laughs> So in less than 48 hours, she goes, all right, I'm going to show you the five best offers. And we just couldn't believe it. Yeah, there, there were actually a couple cash offers too on the, the house. Yeah, so it sold fast. <laughs> How does that work? Somebody shows up with a duffel bag full of full of money? You know, I actually, I would, so I, I mean, was it all goes through a title for, company. For this. What? Well, I was going to say, I wish... Brian, we're here for this because he kind of explains some of the benefits of when you go. I think when you go with a cash bid, I can't remember if you don't need to worry then about an appraisal or something like that. They're uh, like, look, we'll just buy it for this or something. I, I could be wrong about that. I don't that, know. But it doesn't matter. Did you take a cash offer? No, 
No, yeah. the best offer was not a cash offer. Okay. Yeah. Small, small so, unmarked bills. Well, I, I, I asked because, uh, I mean, when did you close? In the spring or? Late? We closed. No, we closed in December. Okay. Yeah, we closed. By the way, the historically, I think the worst month to sell a house. Is it really? I think so. I mean, I mean, I think winter is slower than spring and summer. Um, yeah, I think. Well, to be fair, Texas winter is the end of January and February. December still summer. That's not true. <laughs> but yeah, it, I just couldn't believe how, how quick it went. And I don't know, our realtor was saying that at that time, houses were being bought like she, she told us we were putting it on at a, at a really good time people were buying like crazy okay in december so well i mean and when a market's hot there is no bad season uh right. so um I, I was asking because i knew that you sold it a few months ago now just in like within the last month two people that i've worked with one uh woman her husband uh got a job for a, a company and is and so they're moving to see they moved to Seattle, um, and um, another guy is going through a divorce. So the deal is, uh, her house was in Frisco, which is you know newer and a little more happening. And then the other guy, um, his house was in Plano, which is a little older uh, and a little less happening, but you know good schools. And, that crap and um they both got like like 30 or 35 thousand over their asking price and it sold really fast yeah so um you know it's a hot market people are people are coming here but you know brian says uh real estate's crazy in denver i i well i i talked to a friend that, i mean real estate's crazy in kansas city and, Real estate's crazy in Kansas City means you can't get a house for like thirty thousand dollars in the city. <laughs> um, it's like it's like one hundred twenty-five, <laughs> but which which I mean, people are like, "What?" <clears throat> Thanks, gentrifiers. But, you know, here here in in Gunnison, I think the the way to go might might be in an apartment <laughs> at, at, at first, just because. It's kind of tough. It, you know, you've got, you do have some homes that can be in the upper 200s, low three, 300s, but they need a lot. They need a lot of work. They might just have one bathroom in them. You know, some of them are like four bedroom, one bath. <laughs> can you imagine that? And then. Well, yeah. You, well, dude, that my house in Kansas City was that, right? But I guess one bathroom? No, no, it was, it was three bedroom, one and a half bath. Yeah, that's right. So you you at least had that half bath. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's not the the case case here. So you've either got that option or you need to have millions of dollars for the other homes. There's like no, there's rarely an in between. So either you have to buy something like a fixer upper, or if you've got money you can buy one of the million dollar homes that are available. Or if your brother-in-law 
is like master builder of the universe, you could actually <laughs> probably get a tiny house at, at close to cost, right? Well, so we considered that, but then again, someone we found we found out through a friend who is a loan officer here, okay, said that it's when you when you first move to a place like this, you move from out of state you need to get at least two tax returns before you can even get a loan. So there, she was like, it's not that you can't get a loan, but if you do get one, it's be prepared more. to be, yeah, to, you need to put half the house down then. Jeez. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's so we were like, well, we actually really like this apartment. It's a pretty cool little, it's a three bedroom, two bath. Three bedroom, two bath. Mm -hmm. Seriously? It's it's small. These rooms are really small. I think it's about eight hundred square feet. Okay. But three three bedroom, two bath. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it's a good, no. Really like it. Cool little place. It's been it's been surprisingly quiet. Oh. Let me tell you something, Haas. You expressed interest in solar panels on Instagram even one time. <laughs> and you are hearing from those people for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. Uh, fancy, fancy uh, ceiling I see there. This is that, yeah, something new. They said, you know, we, so we were on a waiting list to get in here because everything was taken. We, we were wondering if we were even going to be able to find an apartment. Really? And we knew, yeah, yeah, everything's taken. And, and again, because most people can't afford a house here, there are people living in ho all the hotels. All the hotels are people living in them. So it's hard to come here as a tourist and rent anything because people who work and live in town are living What in Has the, the economy ticked up? I mean, what are people doing? I mean, I think these are the ones who are working at like grocery stores, they work at the gas stations and. That doesn't you know, sound like a sustainable deal. That's okay. I, I told you. At, at, least, at least you have a beautiful view and miles and miles of nature trails. So the fact that, you know, the, you know, the, the zombie apocalypse or whatever was in Cormac. Did you read The Road? Cormac McCarthy's The Road? Yes. Yeah, I, I read that right after I had read No Country for Old Men. And did you like the road? You know, I thought it was some good writing, but there was some disturbing things in there. It's kind of a downer. Yeah, Cormac McCarthy's kind of a bummer writer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I what I am reading right now that, and it's a book that you sent to me. I am hooked on a drinking life pete hamill i am hooked on that hard-boiled oh, new york uh newspaper man journalist. i love hearing stories about yeah life in life in new york city at that time yeah really you know, during interesting the, the right? great depression yeah super interesting and he yeah the, the way he he describes everything i feel like I, li I like when somebody can paint a picture like that and you you, you can really really imagine it it's yeah it's 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 awesome he got my attention right from the beginning yeah what did i first page i read he had like a cover story article 
on uh, in in Esquire magazine in like the late 80s, which was like in the last of like the literary phase of Esquire magazine before it all became uh, androgynous man bag fashion, which I think is pretty much what it is now. Uh, and that knocked me out. I, one of the things that I, I, I found so interesting about uh, Pete Hamill's book, A Drinking Life, uh, was uh, he he was kind of an artist. He he took um, art classes. Okay, and and it, I think that he was drawn to art the way many people are, because um, you can be in the room with uh, a nude model. And in fact, he even got work as a nude model. Um, so so one of the untold stories of art is pretty much, it, it's all just a, a scam to get to get in a room with a naked woman. Nude. And, then, and it's like, you're so beautiful, I must paint you. This is but art. Do you remember, do you remember, <laughs> you saw Vicky Christine at Barcelona, right? No. Never seen it. You didn't. Well, yeah. You you described it to me, and I was like, "Well, I don't. Should I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> Will I be able to handle it? Will no, I have a heart attack?" <laughs> so Javier Bardem. Okay, so uh, Scarlett Johansson and the other woman who um, Penelope uh, Cruz. No, no, uh, no. Uh, there was another American. Okay, so Penelope Cruz plays Javi. Okay, so Javier Bardem is a Spanish painter, and his wife is like some crazy, hot-blooded Latina. And um, uh, but Scarlett Johansson uh, is an American tourist, and she's with another. Uh, American tourist and it, her, the actress's name is uh, Rebecca something. I mean, okay. you'd know her if you saw her and I just can't think of her name because... Stamos. No. Before she got Stamos. Re Re Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Romjin Stamos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, so um, they're like having dinner. Uh, the, the two the two young women are having dinner and Javier Bardem goes and, and he's like talking to him and he's like super smooth and just like muy, you know Rico Suave and he's like uh, you know you could come to my island we could uh, I could paint you we could uh, drink some wine eat some food make love you know I mean this is this is like his come on yeah I mean, it's working Shoot, for you I'd right go now with him. <laughs> and interestingly he had the exact same haircut that he had in no country for old men <laughs> the beatles the beatles do <laughs> which is which is perilously close to the the, the hairstyle i have right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> um uh yeah so anyway uh that's kind of the way artists are. It's like, if I get a painting out of it, great, but at least, you know, I mean, they're, they're very uh, visceral people, you know? Also the thing about artists uh, from a personality standpoint is they are always willing to push 
uh, conventional boundaries. You know, they push boundaries. So like conventional morality, you know, is um, just uh, something to barely acknowledge in your rearview mirror. Uh, so, I mean, not always, you know, not always. I mean, you can create art and still love your family and behave and stuff. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Have you talked to Big Polly? I haven't, and I'm scared to call. I know. Me too. Because you know who you know who's going to pick friends. up first. <laughs> We're terrible friends. We're terrible friends. Jared. <laughs> no. Why have you taken so long to call? Paul wouldn't care. Paul would be like, "Oh, hey, no. how's everything going?" No, I think Paul could be mad. Like, oh, no, oh, you're calling now. What do you? What do you? Need to borrow money? Why are you calling now? What do you need a job? <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot help you in this matter. <laughs> now get out of my house. That's not a suggestion. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> you sold I your house I... for several thousand dollars over asking price. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I've been yeah, underwater. I've been underwater in West Palm. For a decade and a half. I wonder if he still is. <laughs> I have no sympathy for those who moved to Florida and that happens. <laughs> I'm playing a violin right now. <laughs> so, so one of, I don't, have we told the story about going to that, uh, the Braveheart bar in, uh, in Miami? <laughs> That, so, that was Miami where that happened? It was, it was somewhere in, yeah, I think it was. Because, okay, so so uh, Jared and I oh, and our wives spend the day at the beach. We're like, okay, so I don't know if it was, was it South Beach? I mean, it was like Miami Beach. Maybe, right? maybe yeah, I guess. I, mean, I guess I just was, remember actually being in the heart of Miami, you know. I don't remember it. But then we were like taking that highway north to get back yeah. to Big Polly's and everybody's <laughs> thirsty. Oh my God, they just would not shut up about, oh, I'm so thirsty, okay? So, <laughs> so it's like, come on, just stop somewhere. And I'm like, you're fine, you know? And, and like, I'm just like grumpy dad in the rented minivan. <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh, please, we gotta stop. So like the next place we stop, was a Scottish themed pub in Miami. So that's great. Okay. Because how lame is this place going to be? Because there must, uh, you know, it's not like. And it turns out they were really from Scotland. Well, it turns out that they were, <laughs> it was really uh, filled with like all the people at the end of Braveheart, you know, with bad teeth. <laughs> Who are like, who are like calling for William Wallace to be tortured, but then they're like, mercy, mercy, <laughs> they, you know, dressed in rags, and they're all sallow, and so we go into this place where it is not like a South Beach vibe, okay? It's more like, no. yeah, no, it was, it was like they'll great. never take our freedom. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah. Um, and, and so 
I took it upon myself to order for the table. And I said, <laughs> we'll have four Guinness, which seems like a safe order under the circumstances. Except Jared and his wife are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want a Guinness. That seems so hot. That seems so thick on a day like today when we've been at the beach. Um, I have a Bellini. I have sex like, on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'll have a Bellini with, too. With extra and, umbrellas. And then Mrs. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Mrs. Winger went for a Bellini too. So it's like me just like seething in my Guinness and you three like having a nice time with your Bellinis and everybody else looking at us like <laughs> lousy Brits. <laughs> Get out to the Braveheart bar. <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously sympathetic to long shanks <laughs> uh, okay that, that's actually that's making me think of uh do you remember when marshall in how met your mother he had a bar that was all about minnesota and you could only be from minnesota and he snuck robin in who's from canada you don't I, remember that no. one no, uh, I, I'm not a member of the fan club the way you are. <laughs> was that so, a real, so I was guess that a real episode or was that like an extended feature? <laughs> real episode, real episode. And I wish I could remember the name of the football player. So I guess this was, a, I don't know anything about the Vikings, but I guess, I don't know if they were, um, on the, they could have potentially been on their way to the Super Bowl, but somebody missed a field goal. That's correct. Turkington? Was his last name Turkington? No, the, the, there was a quarterback named Fran Tarkington, but he didn't miss a field goal. It was okay. a big deal in like the 60s and 70s. He was still playing in the 70s when I started being able to remember football. Yeah. So anytime somebody even mentioned his name in that bar, everybody would hit the table going, Dang! <laughs> 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 so what robin was close enough robin being canadian was close enough to she had to minnesota that they let her in no they didn't they didn't know she had to pretend oh, she was oh. you know from minnesota so you know eventually you know, towards the end of the episode people start liking her better than marshall and then marshall loses it she's from canada and hijinks <laughs> ensued she gets kicked out yeah you know what I, you know what I remember, uh, a, a gag from How I Met Your Mother was um, how they all had doppelgangers. Oh, that was greatness. Do you yeah. ever see doppelgangers of like people you know? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. remember, uh, I can only remember Robbins, uh, but what were the other <laughs> doppelgangers? So Mustache Marshall. Um, and then Ted, his doppelganger was a wrestler. And that was in an episode, I think it was called like wrestler versus robots. And so okay. he's got like uh, a little. All right. Do you have any idea how nerdy and sad it is that you know the names of, of episodes of How I Met Your Mother? Would you like me to let, let our listeners know the release date of that episode? <laughs> <laughs> and how many minutes it is in until you see the doppelganger? <laughs> All right. At all right. about 17 minutes and 42 Wrestling seconds. Ted. And what was Lily's? So Lily's was a stripper Lily. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I just thought of that because I, I, and I can't remember the circumstance. I really can't. I'm not being coy. No, that's what made that episode so funny is because Emily and I were both were like, I, I feel like we've seen a lot of people yeah. that remind us of some of our friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. So, um, uh, okay. So you're going to be in Gunnison for a while. <laughs> Rest of my life. <laughs> Did you guys get, I mean, was there snow? I mean, are you getting any rain? Because uh, every time you know, we I, did get... I travel across from Gunnison to Montrose, it seems like Blue Reservoir is turning into the Aral Sea, which is like this, you know, this one of the worst things that the Soviet Union ever did was absolutely destroyed uh, this. I mean, there was like an inland sea. It was a, it was a sea. It wasn't just a big lake. It was a sea. And they ruined it. They like diverted it all. And like now, so there's just like these gigantic dead husks of, of like freighters in what looks like a desert. It's wild. You so, think, you know what? They, if they if they had an airport, they could like have like the best Coachella ever in the <laughs> remains of the Aral Sea. Yeah. So we, we did get a little bit of rain. And I guess from what the locals are saying, we didn't get enough snow this last summer. This has been one of the, I mean, sorry, winter. Yeah. It's been one of the mildest winters they've had. And a lot of them say, are saying like every five years, it just keeps getting warmer, you know, and warmer. So it's not like it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. They're, they're saying it's, it's crazy and, and they need that snow, you know, that's well, what with the snow melts, in the winter but also to well, sustain life in the summer to sustain life that's the thing they seem to be i tried telling about. you guys there's not enough water in colorado for all those people and you know what brian says <laughs> Do Don't I, no, <laughs> brian says there's plenty of water comes out every time i turn on the tap <laughs> there's bottles of it at the grocery stores man <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's a That'll be, that's, a, that's a great prospect for the future. All right. It's been a monsoon season down here this spring. <laughs> Are you showing me your tots? <laughs> so, so um, it has not stopped raining. I mean, I mean, for a while it was, it was uh, kind of alternating between San Diego perfection and the wrath of god <laughs> and then and then it's just been like kind of like gray and rainy i mean it's crazy god is a god is angry <laughs> the sea was angry, angry that day my friends um yeah i always used to say that about the oregon coast a trip to the oregon coast would make you think that god's a lot angrier about things than we might have suspected <laughs> It's a very, it's a very Old Testament visit. <laughs> um, and then uh, I probably never talked about, so Julene and I did a road trip through Oregon and like we like came down the coast a little bit and then went inland. And there's like these vast miles of, uh, of like lava fields, like dried lava fields. So there's just like, huge i mean like boulders 
of volcanic rock. So you're passing through and I'm thinking, let take a few pictures of this and you would do more for nuclear disarmament than about a hundred Jackson Brown concerts. It was, it was ghastly. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah, I know. So that was through, that was through California. No, Oregon. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, when you yeah. said you went down the coast, I kind of wonder if you went and hit California too. No, no, we were, I, I can't remember what the deal was. I, I, I don't know if, I think our mom arranged for some visit and we just made a road trip out of it. And so, but it, no, it's, no, it's just horrible. You know, this you, is back anyway, when you were look, living. I, you know what? You and Brian should get together and do a, and do a, an evergreen because um, <laughs> the two of you could just like, you know, talk about how much you love nature the whole time. <laughs> Stupid nature. Oh, Brian. Talking all my friends. <laughs> oh, Brian. We were walking among the wild. We saw a yellow-bellied tongue thruster. <laughs> it was most exquisite. Well, I thought you were doing Stewie there for a second. <laughs> From Family Guy. Like hey, that. Brian. <laughs> I thought of uh, uh, there's a woman I work with who is um, okay. So I had a friend. I had a friend who was in the Peace Corps in Sierra Leone, and he said around Christmas everybody was Christian. Around Ramadan everybody was Muslim, and in the meantime, if you wanted something done, you went to the witch doctor. Okay, so that was like the fact of life in um, everyday Sierra Leone. Okay, so I worked with this woman who, when it when it suits her, she's Italian. When it suits her, she's Irish. And in the meantime, uh, she's just from Chicago. Okay, um, except she's not like Chicago, Chicago. She's from Chicago land, which means she's like halfway to Racine which means pretty much every day I have to like fight to not make fun of the way she talks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should have so, said shout out when you said Racine. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, so there's that family guy um, that like Brian the dog is saying something about just because we're going to Ireland is no reason to uh, trade and cheap ethnic stereotypes and then the next scene is like an, an airplane landing at the uh, dublin airport and uh there's like whiskey bo whiskey bottles being like all over the runway and it's it, they're like going flying as the plane's landing that was hilarious <laughs> hilarious but we do not recommend that show we don't recommend the show nor do we trade in cheap stereotypes of the irish Fine. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, oh, which is kind of how we left the last episode, which um, I don't think producer Jack has gotten around to airing. But, you know, at this point, when Brian hears this, he's going to roll his eyes. What what was the last episode about? Well, we, Brian, apparently early on, uh, you know, a year ago, Brian recommended this show called Line of Duty. Uh, which is available on Hulu. And I thought it took place in Northern Ireland and it's not the case, but like somewhere in 
the northern UK, where there are northern Irish actors and ties and like, you know, one of the characters was a was a copper in Belfast and like that. But uh, we, we, so Mrs. Winger got me watching it. And um, I'm, I'm I, I don't want to get into it now because you haven't seen it. And Brian has and I think that he'll defend it as he does nature and Disneyland. And <laughs> he's wrong on every count. Hey, uh, next, um, listen, I got a door I got to hang. Uh, I'm, I'm putting up a sc security screen door. Could really use your help. You're going to be back in town anytime soon? Um, yes. Are you serious? When? It's next weekend. No way. Dude. Okay, well, this, you know, we can take care of this off the air. <laughs> off okay, the yeah, air. I'll try to see maybe... Uh... Yeah, because okay, I don't know that I can it. get it. I, I don't know that I'll get it hung by it then. And let's face it, you're a little more expert in these matters than I am. <laughs> okay, you know what? I don't think we need the smirk. Okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to screen doors, I've hung. You know, I can count on it's one hand. It's a security screen door, so it's kind of a big deal. So it's yeah, it's got like a big log you drop over the side. <laughs> yeah, I bought it. I bought it from a guy behind the Braveheart bar in Miami. <laughs> nah, because you know, I you know, Mrs. Winger and I haven't turned the air conditioning on. Which you bought it and it came with a free kilt. <laughs> um yeah, no, so. yeah, it'd be cool to see you guys. It'd be nice. Yeah. We're fully, unlike unlike uh, you rusticated mountain people, uh, we're fully immunized. So uh, I don't believe I can get anything from you or give you anything. Uh, plus, I think I already got it. I think I already had it. <laughs> well, you can make double sure and get the jab. But that's a, pers <laughs> that's a personal decision, obviously. Here at the Managing Expectations podcast, we don't, we don't recommend, uh, we, don't, we don't advocate a uh, one... Uh, medical philosophy over another though would you be okay if i did the johnson and johnson no you and you and ben sanchez were doing the johnson and johnson on the west end from what i hear <laughs> so uh uh I, uh, I haven't talked to uh, Country Steve. Uh, I, I, let's see, when did I talk to him? Um, every once in a while, Country Steve and I will touch base. And um, what, what happened? What happened? Oh, Are you doing it, again? doing it again? They might have died on me. Is this okay, though? Can you still hear me okay? Thanks for listening. For listening. No! No! Because, because I can hear, I can it, hear it's coming back, back through your external. external. All right, you need, right, to, turn you your, need to turn your turn your sound down. <laughs> and I'm going to get us out of this. No, no. Oh, no, there we go. I'm back. Oh, yeah? Are you back? <laughs> back in. Back in black! <laughs> 
this whole time, Jared's had two cans with strings coming out of him over his ears. <laughs> trying to be... Can you hear me, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're noise canceling. Unless you take them out, at which point um, we get uh, we get this echo effect. All right. Well, uh, listen, this has been episode 56-ish uh, of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm thinking we ought to call, we ought to we can start shortening it to MEP or the MEP. What, what which do you think the kids would pick up on? We got to think about some serious branding here. Map. Huh? Map. Well, I mean, just managing expectations. Sounds too close to meth. <laughs> hey, hey we're, meth, we're meth heads. <laughs> All of a sudden, we've got one hundred thousand listeners. You want to buy some meth? <laughs> Let's give them Brian's address. <laughs> I don't even know Brian's address. <laughs> I imagine his house looks a lot like. Did you ever see Band of Brothers? Like, uh, uh, I, I can't remember what uh, uh, Hitler's mountain home was. It was like either, it was like either the Eagle's Nest or the Wolf's Lair or some some stupid Nazi, you know, Teutonic macho jive. The the Snake Pit, the Viper Lounge, the <laughs> The cougar. <laughs> the cougar hole i don't know so that's your, that's how you imagine his his place <laughs> yeah yeah something incredibly stately and difficult to reach <laughs> there's a moat <laughs> hey are you familiar with this book after the fall by noah hawley noah hawley's mm -hmm. the same is the showrunner for the fargo tv series and uh, he wrote oh. a book called after the fall it's great. It's really terrific. You should check it out if you haven't done so. Okay. And the same goes for all you listeners out there. I will. You know, maybe sometime, like, I don't know how much you've ever talked about Fargo on the show, but I found out something recently, but I, I don't want to go into it because it's too long, but there are some, somehow season in one and two, there's a lot of connections between the two seasons, if you didn't already know that, but I'll, I can share that with you another time. Because yeah. originally I always thought they were all just so you know completely different from each other. There's no, there's no no, it's all like you know. the Fargo cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so um the 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 old cop with the limp in uh Fargo season one is a young man, a young father in right. Fargo okay. season two. And the little girl in Fargo season two grows up to be a cop, and she's the cop in Fargo season one. Okay, Brian. I didn't, I didn't Brian likes that, to be so. coy about uh, watching such a an edgy uh, television, <laughs> such an edgy adult entertainment as uh, the Fargo TV show. Did you watch season four, by the way, set in Kansas City? No, I've only seen the first two seasons. I haven't seen three or four. Four has uh, Chris Rock in it, right? It does. And it started really strong, but it, you got the impression that it was um, that like COVID messed everything up. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, like stuff 
like they had to rush some stuff. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm, you know, I am not to Fargo what you are, how I met your mother. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've you heard, took, I've heard. You, you took a beat there doing the math of, <laughs> I am to Fargo what you are. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, can we pause the show for a second? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me diagram this. I got a word. I got a word. Diagram no, this. I was I, I I was still thinking of Fargo. I I had heard the third season is pretty weak. That's not true. That's not true. There's some incredibly strong stuff. Yeah, it's morally ambiguous. Um, but there is some great great stuff. Okay. Um, in Ewan McGregor is in the. Third yeah, one. though I thought he was one of the weakest things. Um, okay. The guy who who plays the bad guy, and I don't know everything he's been in. He played um, uh, the actor played Ares in the first Wonder Woman movie. In case, oh, in case, okay, yeah. in case you didn't know that there were other actors in that other than the other than Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> oh no no no! Back up. Gal Gadot <laughs> was the only person in Wonder Woman. She is Wonder Woman, Jeff. <laughs> Nobody else was in it. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know how I, 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 um, I don't know how I landed on this, but I was looking through YouTube and uh, Sting, and this is like several years old, but Sting was like in in Central Park or something in New York, and he's like doing this like solo acoustic set, even though it's like. I say solo acoustic, but I mean, it was like amplified. So he does a song called uh, Englishmen in New York, which is um, a song I like off an album I like. So I thought, oh, I'll check this out. And so it was interesting. So so it, it's like, you know, it's like somebody's uh, took video with their camera and um like behind him you could like see like a guy with doing per percussions and then maybe a, a another guy comes on i mean it seemed very uh very loose you know i mean for a guy uh you know stings a guy who wears you know like whatever thousand dollar pants and still looks like a beach bum you know um uh you know he, he's a, you know he's a super handsome guy <laughs> but there was this woman like trying to like a, who who was like obviously with the musicians and she may have been a singer or something but she was wearing um uh she was she was a, a zoftig woman okay um uh shall we say rubenesque in her in her are, are you with me buddy uh-huh okay oh am i <laughs> i'm like Go on. <laughs> so, so she's in a she's in a dress, and it's it's loose, okay. So she's like bending over to adjust sound and stuff, and her 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 pendulous bosom was you know. Um, <laughs> bare. So anyway, the first comment, the first comment on the YouTube of this thing, right, is, um, hey, if you look really closely on the right, there's a concert going on. 
<laughs> that is the best part of watching YouTube videos for me is reading the comments. It's one of my favorite uh, things to do. Everyone knows the comments are from the devil. <laughs> oh, they are funny. <laughs> you think? I mean, do you do you have benign comments on what you're reading? Uh, well, okay, yeah, no, there's a lot of bad stuff. You know, but the comments a lot of... have all gotten so crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, I like the ones like like you just said. You'll get a clever one. I'm not saying they're all great, but when you find that real funny, clever. Yeah, it's yeah. Are, are you on like Twitter? That... Are you on Twitter? No, I used to be, but you know. Yeah, Twitter yeah, Bri Brian quit for a while. Brian quit for a while because it because of the it's a moral sewer. Um, I man, I I had gotten off of Instagram, and so I was away from social media for a long time. And then I was Ken like, Kenny Wayne's probably an influencer, isn't he? <laughs> Him and Bo Sutton. Yeah, they both make money. So I, I did, I did always kind of have a Facebook, you know, profile. I got on that just to, when I moved here, I decided to use it just because I wouldn't be seeing family as much. Right. Right. So I, I used it and there's some friends here in Gunnison who, you know, sometimes one of your friends might suggest something to follow. And so one of them I thought was kind of funny. It was called work memes. Okay, so a lot of funny little things. Well, eventually one comes on that is just absolutely ridiculous. And I can't believe I commented on it. But I just, I couldn't, I oh. couldn't. Yeah, big mistake. So I, I deleted the comment because some pansy got his, you know, ruffles in a, he got his, he got his panties in a bunch. So I didn't think I said anything. You, you tell me. So it was a funny little, it was a little picture of somebody who works in a department store. And is complaining about having to refold clothes. That, that's brutal. Oh, so I'm just like, I, I, uh, I couldn't help myself. I'm like, yeah, folding clothes is hard. <laughs> and so, and, guy. And that, and that comment unleashed an avalanche yes. of like, hatred and vitriol. Yeah. You're an yeah. idiot. What's well, the matter never, with you? Uh, Why would you comment? I, sorry. No, it's the can't. comedian. It's the comedian no. in me. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeff, I learned my lesson. I'll LOL. never do it again. Folding I, clothes is hard. That's all I said. Oh, so well, you got it. Yeah, but all right. You just told me out loud, and I love you, buddy. But that's not exactly comedic gold, is it? <laughs> well, I I'll tell you later what I really wanted to say. <laughs> 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 yeah well i i can imagine um we yeah it'd be uh i understand that uh uh kenny wayne and your sister are uh, somewhere on their private jet but um <laughs> you know what we could we could we could do an hour just on telling ken mueller's story wait a minute Wh which private jet <laughs> uh i don't know um is G5, they both own one. <laughs> is G5 one? One's a G6. <laughs> um, I think that's a Pontiac. No, they even made a song about the the jet, a G6. Like a G6. Who's they? I don't know the name of the band. 
it was one of those, you know, club <laughs> people who go to clubs liked that that kind of music. <laughs> like on the West End. I'll say I'll send you the uh, the song. No, I okay, all right. Uh, if it's more current than uh, Royals by Lord, uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's older than Royals. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Lord. Yeah. It, you, oh, gosh. I, I don't Have know. Have you I'm seen? I, there's a video of her doing In the Air tonight, which is pretty good. I kind of like is her. Is it good? I mean, I, I, I don't know much about her or, or haven't heard much, but uh, seems to have some pretty good pipes. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, I was actually kind of, kind of soulful. South Park makes fun of, of her. Stan, Stan's dad. You find out that Stan's dad is really Lord. Or Lord A, however you say. Yeah, he's just auto-tuning his voice and like they somebody walks in on him while he's recording. <laughs> so he's got a guitar and all he's doing is going, Lord A, I'm Lord A, Lord A, Lord A, I'm Lord A. And then he takes the auto-tuner and it turns into this amazing piece of art. <laughs> Right. But yeah, all the kids are bummed when they find out Stan's dad is really Lorde. I don't think it's pronounced Lorde. Well, that's how they were saying it on South Park, so. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Well, why is the E there, Jeff? Huh? Why is the E there? Why is there an extra E on Megan the Stallion? <laughs> you said nuclear. It's nuclear. The S is silent, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't go to Dave and Buster's. So what are you doing for dinner tonight? Um, so my parents just got here. Oh, no kidding. They just drove in. Hey, what's your mom wearing? You want me to bring her over here? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that time I was teasing her about you being the favorite? Yes. <laughs> and she took me through the house. <laughs> Jeff, I want you to tell me how many pictures there are of my children around this house. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Well. I do. Yeah, they're they're here. We're probably gonna order seventy five pictures of Jared in this room, <laughs> and and then like you've you've like used a, a, a big banana to to draw in a Janelle character in like three family photos. There, there, there's a wall 30 feet long that starts from me from when I was born and then a picture every two months after that up until now. <laughs> because is, your parents live in an airport concourse? <laughs> this is Jared when he was four months. This is him when he was six months. <laughs> As you see, he, start, he started losing his hair by then. <laughs> Here he is full grown. 465 months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your folks are in town. Yeah, they just got here uh, today. That's that's kind of why I was asking if we could do. Earlier you know, is better. Earlier. Okay. Well, I appreciate you going along. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, no, me... they're, they're fine. Uh, so I, I just, I guess I just want to point out in closing that um, your sister's out of town and your folks come to visit. Is what so I mean. Kenny and Janelle are back. Kenny and Janelle are almost back. <laughs> almost back. They'll they'll be back today, sometime in the evening. Let's see. <laughs> so Jared, can you uh 
let mom and dad stay there for the whole week? <laughs> uh, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, we got, we got comped an extra few days here in the Maldives. <laughs> I wish Kenny could have been on. He, he really is bummed because the, I know you've asked before and it's like every time he's, you know, he's a busy man. He's like his dad. He's always got something going on, but he does want to eventually come on. Okay, well, I, I don't want to, maybe I've given the wrong impression that I actually give a fig if Kenny Wayne ever actually comes on, but. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> but. Hey, that's my brother-in-law, man. No, I like, yeah, I like it. Um, and, you know, his dad is everybody's hero. There's that, there's that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch. It had like Alec Baldwin, John Goodman, and somebody else. And they're like, to Bill Brasky. Um, you, do you remember that? Do you ever uh -uh. see that? They're like, uh -uh. okay, and it was all like they—they they were all like essentially uh, Chuck Norris kind of jokes, like you know, <laughs> you know, he could he could do this, and that. you know, it's like sharks have a week dedicated to him, you know, and then the to Bill Brasky, and they all like lift their their glasses up because <laughs> we're talking about like this the greatest salesman you know that ever lived, and. Um, <laughs> We, we could do uh, a, a Ken Sr. Uh, story. Oh, that would be, show. yeah, that'd be hilarious. I mean, because, you know, he was a lot more instrumental uh, in you guys' lives than mine. Uh, though there is that one funny story when um, in between um, moving out of uh, where we were living and into the house we were buying in 2001, we stayed with uh, Ken and his wife and you know ken ken of course would just like we'd get up early and he would work really hard until i mean just you know from from before sun up to after sundown mm -hmm. um but i'd been <laughs> i'd been staying with him for like a week and a half and then <laughs> his wife looks out and ken's like on a float in the pool <laughs> which <laughs> which he like never ever did i know so, so just like a week and a half of my, uh, of, of my influence. And he's like kicking back and drinking a beer at nine in the morning uh, in, on a floater in his pool, uh, not a floater, to be clear, an inflatable chair in his pool. Well, Bridget yelled out, stop being lazy. Yeah, there's work to do. <laughs> you have to build a third story on a house. You must be. Boom, 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 economically powerful. <laughs> I think we're slowly turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well. <laughs> Which isn't far off, I guess. Yeah. You remember, Bridget? What are we watching? <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Take my hand. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 56 of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger, on behalf of uh, 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 Jared Reiser. Jared, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having thanks, me again. Thanks for some good nature stories. Yeah, I know you love it. Yeah, <laughs> all of Brian's fans are going to love that story about nature and how it almost killed the <laughs> women you love. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian, producer Jack in what I'm sure can only be described as the happiest place on earth. 
Um, and uh, Jared, we look, I, I'd still, I still want to get the band together. I think we're hilarious when there's the three of us. Yeah, no, it does like Brian, not being Brian's not like at all missing. scared of you the way he is the 30 year old girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, the 30 year old women. Hey, you know what? Tell me again the, the book you guys are reading. I'll, I'll try to see if I can. Kurt Vonnegut, Bluebeard. Is there a, is there a bookstore in uh, Gunnison? Well, here's the thing is, is if I, if I need to finish it quick, is it okay if I listen to it? Of course. Yeah. What do I care? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if you're the type that makes fun of, oh, you don't want to buy the book, huh? You want the, the digital or the audio. Well, I mean, if you got the money to drop on an, uh, uh, wait, you probably, you probably get audible <laughs> as part of Amazon prime, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all free you just have to pay a thousand a year and i get all these free uh books and movies that's what he wants you to think <laughs> no yeah i can i'll listen to it oh uh you know what um hey have you listened to chris levine's um uh ref no i will refresher, soon though um therapy podcast i i will soon yeah because i i listened to the episode you you had him on and you guys kind of talked about it and yeah, he's very well, like, no, guy. he's doing a really good job. He's doing a really good job and it's available on Spotify. <laughs> he's doing it the right way. <laughs> he kind of is. He kind of is. He does, um, what's it called? Uh, preparation. Yes. <laughs> That's what we haven't been doing. You know what? Just... That's, you know what? Preparation is for people. It's overrated. Without spontaneity. Yeah. Every minute with us is pure serendipity. All about improv. <laughs> hey, Jared, do you know what the difference is between erotic and kinky? <laughs> no, Jeff, what is it? What's the difference? <laughs> erotic <laughs> uses a feather and kinky uses the whole chicken. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You don't whoa, have to whoa, work blue Jeff. kid. You don't have to work blue kid. All right. Um, uh, say hello to the folks for me. Say hello to your mother for me. Yeah. Say hi to your mom for me. Butthead. Hello, Mr. Goat. <laughs> hey, ah, I'm sorry. I want to say to Brian, I'm sorry I wasn't here while Jeff was bashing Back to the Future. I could have named like a hundred funny lines from that from that movie. Which we were just doing right now. Say hi to your mom for me. That's from no, Back to the Future. No, it's a, no, it's Mark Wahlberg on Saturday. Night. Mark Wahlberg talks okay. to the animals. Yeah, he does it too, but so does Biff. Uh, Biff did it before. Mm, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've signed off a couple of different times. Why don't you tell us some more?